And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Yes, I have Steve on today's show. Now, we've had Steve on the show before. He's been a member of Lifestyles Unlimited since 2004. So he's he's seen Lifestyles Unlimited grow. He's seen the organization change over time. And during that prime time of his life, he also was the recipient of retirement. Yes, Steve is one of these guys that joined Lifestyles Unlimited trying to figure out how to get himself to a place of retirement because what he was doing wasn't quite working out the way he expected it to do, and he became a member. He joined in 2004, and in 2008, well, he had retired himself from an engineering background, an engineering job, and he went full-time into real estate. Let me, let me just read from you from Steve's bio because I think what he wrote really just sets the tone for what we're going to talk about today. He said, I was a good engineer and enjoyed my work, but I had no passion. Oh, there it is. Now you know what we're talking about, don't you? Okay, he goes on to say, I didn't understand people who had passion. Today, I probably work as much as I did as an engineer, but I work with passion. You don't have to be Elon Musk to change the world. Just by doing my job well, I have transformed or I've helped transform and then rescue a community on the north side of Houston. I've kept my employees working through COVID while millions were laid off. I volunteered at the local church when our community needed me the most. I'm serving my community and I feel great doing it. I'm doing it all over again at a new property because taking good care of your customers is a really great business model. Before I worked for a company, today I work for investors who've entrusted me with their life's savings. Their trust has given me new purpose, dedication, and fortitude. When I do my job well, I support their families, their dreams, and their goals. When I do my job well, the results go straight to my bottom line for myself and my family, and my gratitude is far greater than it would have ever been when my boss gave me a raise. Welcome to the show, Steve. Welcome back, I should say. It's good to have you back. <laughs> you've, you've done a lot since we've, we've talked over the last, I want to say it's been about a year and a half since we talked. Would, would you agree? Yeah, and thank you for reading that. That's the first time anybody's ever like read back something that I wrote, and listening to it from coming from somebody else was a special experience. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I mean, when I read that, it just it just hit me right between the, the ears that this is what we need to talk about today. If we talk about your passion, everything that I want to get to is going to come out. I think that's a fair way to approach this, don't you? Yeah, this will be fun. All right. So so define passion for me, Steve. What, what does it mean to you? To be doing something that has meaning in your life, you know, beyond just waking up the next day and doing it all over again, something with a larger purpose, something where you're not just feeding your own family, but how, you know, feeding other families, taking care of not just yourself, but other people, being a part of the larger community. That's, that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Man, I think you nailed it. That pretty much describes what, what a, a solid purpose is, but you described in your bio, you said you didn't have purpose when you were just, an employee trading time for money. What, what was that like? 
Well, I mean, I had gone to engineering school, and I learned how to do all this cool high-tech stuff, and I, I got a job doing all that cool high-tech stuff. And uh, at some point, I found myself just writing the same software over and over again, sitting in a cubicle, you know, sometimes with this guy, sometimes with that guy, you know, working on one project, working on some other project, this boss, that boss. It didn't really matter, right? Uh, you know, I could be programming for one microprocessor versus another program, and it just didn't, it didn't matter. It all just felt like the same thing over and over again, and there were no more challenges, uh, and there was no more, you know, it got boring, you know, as uh, doing the work that I did. Um, and that's not to say I wasn't doing some cool things. I was working with lasers and, and uh, you know, high-tech instrumentation and uh, did some work in the oil field industry. So it was all interesting, challenging, but it didn't really move me. You know, I woke up in the morning and I'm like, uh, I got to go to work. <laughs> all right? So you're, you're feeling like the hamster in the hamster wheel, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I want to go home. Um and, and, you know, I, there, there's this thing called motivation, uh, and it's not something that anybody can inflict on you. Like, you know, they say there's motivational speakers. There really aren't. There are people who are able to inspire others to do things that they might not have otherwise done. That's great. Motivation comes from within. And I wasn't really getting that from my engineering career after a while. Like once the challenges were, you know, over, and I felt like I kind of knew everything or, or every new thing that I learned just seemed like more of the same old stuff. It just wasn't that interesting to me. And it was all like kind of self-absorbed. It was me in a cubicle. Uh, my phone never rang. I wasn't plugged into even my larger company. I was just a guy working on a project uh, and occasionally going to meetings. But having my own business, you know, I have customers. I have, I have uh, employees. I have vendors. Uh, I'm a part of a huge community, you know, and my businesses exist in a neighborhood, a community where, you know, if I run my business well, it enriches that community. And that's something that I've seen in uh, with lifestyles people when enough lifestyles members buy apartment complexes in a, uh, like a, you know, a geographic area. We tend to make that neighborhood a better place for everybody who lives there, whether they live in our, on our properties or not. So, so what yeah. is it that keeps pulling you back in? Um, I mean, part of it is very practical. Uh, in lifestyles, it, like now that I'm, I'm buying my own apartment complexes, I need investors to, to buy them with. Those investors come with lifestyles, and lifestyles facilitates that process. Uh, you know, by, by providing me a pool of educated, sophisticated, sometimes accredited investors who, who know that I have the same education that they have. We communicate on the same level. And so, and that helps us to do business. So, you know, that's part of it. The education, like I still go to classes. I still go, not as much as I used to, because uh, I'm not going to say that I know everything. <laughs> but Please don't. I, there, there's one meeting that I go to once a month that I would not miss. I mean, I try not to miss it for anything. And it's because it's when I get to talk to my fellow uh, apartment complex owners. And it, where else can I get that, right? You know, you, uh, these are guys who own businesses. And in, in theory, we all compete against each other, right? But we don't. We, instead, we sit in a room and we help each other, like 20, 50, 70 people in a room helping each other. It's amazing what... Uh, I get from that meeting. Um, and then just the friendships, like who doesn't love talking shop with their peers? 
You know, I have people that I that I talk to on a regular basis, a phone call, a text message, an email, and we share, you know, our struggles, our you know, we make fun of stuff that's going on in the market. <laughs> and of course. Um, well, I, I went to the HAA award ceremony and watched uh, friends of mine walk across the stage and get the same awards that, that I've won. And I got to applaud their success. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's fun. <laughs> That's why I stick I, around. You know what I, I love about going to a Lifestyles Unlimited event is that as soon as you get there, you know you're in an, in an area or in a room, wherever you happen to be, where everybody is knowledgeable about what you're knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Well, and. And even if they're not, you know, that's that's an opportunity to, to teach someone. And how exciting is that? Um, I had something cool happen earlier or last week. Uh, a, a guy from Lifestyles uh, emailed me out of the blue and he said, hey, I'm interested in doing what you do. You know, I'm doing the Lifestyles training, but I have no idea what it looks like running a business like like what they're trying to teach me how to run. Can I just come visit with you for a day? What'd you like, say? Sure. I, yeah, come on. <laughs> are are you charging him to do that? No, no, it's fun. Um, <laughs> and um, and then we visited both of my properties. Uh, I, I walked them around, showed them, you know, the, the stuff that's made ready to, to rent, the stuff that's, you know, all tore apart. I shared them, you know, all the stories about how I found it, how I financed it how I, you know, renovate, how I found good employees, everything. Uh, I just shared with him all day. And, and there again, where else are you going to get that? Uh, yeah, that's I, the power of the lifestyles community that we give each other that level of information all the time. Like it's nothing. I mean, it's, it's not nothing. It's priceless. <laughs> it is priceless. It is priceless. Yeah. And, and, and your time is very valuable. And the fact that you were willing to commit your time to another member that you literally just met yeah. is, is it just speaks volumes about, first of all, about your character. And it says a lot about how we as a culture at Lifestyles Unlimited operate with each other. Yeah. Oh, and of course I did that for him because other people have done that for me. What? Right. We, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Emery, who is the first guy I invested with, Emery Jacob. Uh, I went to visit him at his first business. And he spent, I, now in hindsight, I know how busy it is when, when you buy one of these deals. He was so busy. But he spent time with me, and he talked to me, and he explained stuff to me that I didn't have a clue because I was an engineer at the time. So I so appreciated that. I was grateful for that. And Ira did the same thing. Uh, he and I would, would you know, jump in a car and go look at properties together, even though I barely knew what I was doing. And, <laughs> and so all the people who have shared with me, make me more generous with other people. Uh, you know, lifestyle sets that standard that we help each other in that fashion. It's that whole, what comes around goes around concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And it, it, it exists within our culture. I I know my, my son is, is on the road to becoming an IRO. He was going to do the lead thing, but he thought, you know what, let's do an IRO first because there's, there's things I just don't understand right now. And he is doing the same thing that that young man did with you. He is contacting lead investors that he knows, even though he's not planning to be a lead, the, the business model is essentially the same without the reporting, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's going to do the same thing you did. He's doing the same thing this gentleman is doing or did do with you. He's going out and he's seeking information about what right looks like. And that is just that is just such an amazing thing because when when you pattern yourself after success, you can only help but be successful. But if you pattern yourself after failure, well, we don't want to go down that road, do we, Steve? <laughs> no. So, so talk to me about this this second property that you bought. Um, you you bought this right about the time I think we talked on the radio last. So we we couldn't talk about the property because it was all hush hush. It was you know we're buying yeah. it. It's in escrow. We, so so now you own it, right? I own it. Yeah. So we can talk um, about it as much as we want now, right? Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> I, so it's, it's uh, Bayou Falls Apartments. It's on the east side of, of uh, Houston here in Texas. And uh, it is 159 beautiful apartments uh, that I, I now own with about 75 investors. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is huge for me. Uh, my first deal had, I think, 17 investors. So 17 to 75. That was a big transition. That is um, that is a big jump. Yeah, but you know, I I had all of the the, the time that I spent with Ira uh, Ira Gross, who you know I invested in four of his deals, and he and I were friends, and I actually worked for his property management company, uh, and this was all because we knew each other in lifestyles, and so because I was with Ira for so long, uh, working his deals, uh, when it came from time for me to go do my deals. I jumped in with both feet. I didn't feel like I needed to do, you know, an IRO or a small deal or whatever. I just, I just jumped in. <laughs> yeah, because you, you had the experience. And, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about is we're talking about the experiential level. It's, it's amazing, and you've got to get it. You've got to be experienced to do real estate investing. But if you don't have any, where do you start? Well, Steve just told you. More to come. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Right now, we're coming upon a great opportunity. It's that time in which you're going to find that the marketplace is changing. And it is shifting to a buyer's market away from a seller's market. Number one, the brokers don't want you to know that. They're going to do everything they can do to keep you from believing the truth. Number two, the sellers don't want to believe it, although in the back of their minds, they know it. Now, that doesn't mean everybody will crater for you, but some people are going to be in those situations where they have to negotiate for deals, and you've got to be there. Now, if you're not there, you won't get one. Join us for the free online workshop and we'll show you how to be in the right place at the right time in any market cycle. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I'm joined by Steve, and together we're working on your financial freedom. So before we get into that that second property that you own now, Steve, I just I've got to ask a question. I know that it's just hanging on the minds of our listeners. 
I mentioned that you became real estate retired back in 2008. Is is did I get that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, lifestyles used to run you through a little lesson where you add up all of the the bills that you have to pay on a regular basis, and and that's how much passive income you need to earn in order to just not work anymore. And I I went through that exercise. Uh, only just based on my income, because my wife uh, at the time, she was happy to continue working. Uh, she liked her, her job. And so I, I based that equation on just the bills that I paid for the family. And it only took four years. I, my goal was five. It took four. <laughs> and today I hear people are doing it in like two because uh, lifestyles has evolved uh, beyond what it was when I first joined. People are, have figured out ways to get there even quicker. Yeah, they they have. And in like in my case, I'm one of those guys that did it in two, but I did it because I was desperate because I tried <laughs> to retire. I know seriously, I tried to retire off my military pension and I couldn't do it. There wasn't enough money. So I I had to go back into the workforce and and I was doing like you, cubicle hell, and man, I couldn't I couldn't take it because once once you taste that retirement, you want to keep it, right? Well, I mean, it's odd that you say that. Uh I I got an early taste of retirement. Uh, because of Lifestyles Unlimited, I retired. I wasn't working anymore. And I was able to fulfill a promise I made to my ex-wife that if we had a kid, we would spend a year out of the country with our kids so that you know they could get an experience of another culture, another country. And so I, I, I could do that because I was retired, uh, spend a year out of country in Ireland, in Galway, uh, doing nothing. <laughs> wow. I had no responsibilities except, you know, Ira would call me sometimes and he would, I would help him uh, on his first deal, uh, Stafford Oaks. But I, other than that, I woke up in the morning, made breakfast for my kid, got her dressed off to school, and then I would pack a bag and go to the gym and work out. And then when I was done, I would go to the diner and have second breakfast, uh, log my workout. Uh, walk home and on the way I would do grocery shopping and, and then come home, put everything away, take a nap. <laughs> and like that, that was my day. I was, that was your day, huh? Yeah. Just, just hanging and out in Ireland. After, yeah. And, 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 and in the evening I would go out to the pubs. I walked everywhere. I never drove. Uh, I would go find, you know, a pub and, and have a, have a pint of Guinness and talk to whoever happened to show up, which was, was fun for a while. But after a few months of that, I started to feel kind of useless, um, and, and it dawned on me that human beings were not put on this earth to do nothing. Um, at least I wasn't. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I was just going to jump in and say, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, because that's part of the reason I do the radio show. I, I would drive myself absolutely bananas because I have a little bit too much free time in my hands. Yeah, and that happened to my dad, too. He was in the Navy for 20 years. And, uh, and then he retired, right? And he had his pension just like you. And, uh, and he was, you know, loafing around the house, nothing to do. He's, he's tried to do the laundry. He would, I had pink underwear. He would mess up the laundry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was like, dude, you need to find something to do. And he, he went back to work because he didn't really have anything else, you know, to do. And, and, he, and God help him. He went back to work for civil service. And, oh. and every every day he would come home and complain about how awful it was working for for the government. Um, but he was, you know, like like he the, didn't know that already, right? Right, right. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> better the devil you know, I guess. Yeah, that's um, true. So, but yeah, he he was not able to stay retired. Eventually, he did retire from civil service, and uh, and now he's got his hobbies uh, and some friends and stuff, and that's what he does. 
But I, I am fulfilled by work. Now, I don't love working a lot, like, you know, like all, all day, every day, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, which happens sometimes. Uh, because when you own the business, you are the ultimate responsibility. The buck stops here. Uh, but no, I, I enjoy having uh, work that is that is meaningful to me, that fulfills my life, that helps my family, that helps my investors, that gives back to my customers and my community, and keeps my employees, you know, uh, well fed. So you know, I I like that. <laughs> and yeah. I just throw it away and, and do nothing. No, I don't want to do nothing. That's just a waste of of me. Do you find your, your month follows some kind of pattern, like you're, you're busier on the beginning of the month because that's when the rents are coming in, and it tends to dovetail down maybe to about the second or third week of the month that you're, you have a little more free time? Do, do you feel that coming on you? Well, there's, there in, in the rental business, there's what we call rent week, which is the first week of the month when everybody's paying rent. And when they come in, uh, they complain about, well, not complain, they, they talk about whatever's wrong in their apartment something needs to be fixed. So that keeps my manager busy and it keeps my maintenance guys busy during that time of the month. But that's not the stuff that keeps me busy because I'm not working in my business. I'm working on my business. I do, I do higher level stuff. I'm busy because I'm closing the books. I'm getting the final invoices in, I'm reconciling accounts, uh, you know, paying those final few vendors and then trying to close the books, write a report and send it off to my investors. So they know what happened uh, on, on the, in the business for that, for that month. Yeah. You're acting as the asset manager purely. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, so how much, no, I mean, you, you said you occasionally get a 12 hour day, but realistically, <laughs> how many, how many hours a week are you dedicated to your two apartment communities? Uh, and, and I know the answer you want, but I'm going to give you a more complicated answer. Darn it. When, when you first buy a deal or when you are under contract to buy a deal, you will be the busiest person you can ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, when you're trying to close a deal or if you've just closed a deal, it is, it's enough work for three people and there's just you. But, you know, it's, it is work that you do because you planned to do it and, you're, and, and you get through it somehow. And, and, you know, you reach out for support from Lifestyles. Sometimes they can help you know, uh, guide you to do things better, or you can ha help have your employees help if they're capable enough, but you, you get through it, right? And then you get to a, a period of the, of the deal's life where it's, it's considered to be stable, right? You're, you, you have all your vendors in place, your employees in place, payroll, uh, all of your residents are, you know, there, they're paying rent, uh, you're well-occupied, and, and, that, and that, now you're in the routine, right? And once a property is at that level, I would say, golly, I could spend maybe one day or two days a week just doing the business stuff and take the rest of the week off. So what I started with was this property that was very dated, 1969 construction. It was, you know, beige and pink and, 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 and you know, not real pretty. I mean, it's clean, right? It's clean, it's functional but not real pretty, really dated, old style, old school. And today it looks fantastic. Uh, we, we have residents who used to live there like 15, 20 years ago, but they still live in the neighborhood. And when they drive by, they come into the office and they're like, oh my God, I used to live here. It's so pretty now. <laughs> <laughs> and the swimming pools are open. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, hey, can we, can we move back in? 
they do. They, they're, they're starting to come back. Uh, people who, who had lived in the neighborhood uh, and, and, and moved away because they were disappointed, now they, they want to come back. They like what they see. So how long is it going to take you to go through all of the units that you intend to go through? It kind of depends. Um, you know, you start with your budget, and then you think, I'm going to do all the interiors. But you can't just, like, kick people out of their apartments and, and re- renovate their apartment and then move them back in. People, people live there. That's their home. Um, so we, we try to just renovate those interiors when people move out. And, you know, if your turnover is whatever, 50% a year, that means you can do half of them in a year. Uh, assuming that the people that are moving out are moving out of the old ones so you can renovate them into new ones. Sometimes people move into a new one and they move out again because of issues. Uh, so it, it can take a couple of years to, to get through them all. Some of them you might not ever do because you got somebody who's lived there for like, you know, 20 years. <laughs> they don't want to leave. They don't want to move. And they're they happy. transfer. Yeah, they're happy. So you leave them alone. Yeah, just keep my AC going and I'm, I'm set. You don't have to paint. You don't have to give me, I'm happy with the 1970s appliances. Just, just yep. leave me be, right? Yep, yep. And there's a guy who's lived there for 15 years. I, oh, wow. I, all I've done is fix stuff in his apartment <laughs> or my people. <laughs> and, and, and one of my uh, other tenants is she's uh, been there for 20 years. And, and I've never seen the inside of her apartment, but my manager says it's beautiful. Everything is original. All the old stuff, like from back 20 years ago, is still there. And she's kept it up well. And, wow. And, and, you know, she doesn't want me going in there and replacing her cabinets or whatever. You know, she's, she's happy. And, and so we leave her alone. Did, now, have you kept her rent stable, or have you been able to adjust her rent upward based on market forces? She's getting rent increases like everybody else, yeah. Okay. And, and right. sometimes when you do that to a person, they'll say, hey, you know, you're raising my rent to the same as this guy who's got new whatever. And we'll be like, well, do you want us to tear your apartment apart to put that in? And sometimes they say yes. You know, and so we'll go and we'll put, you know, tile floor or new cabinets or whatever they ask for. But uh, usually they'll say, no, just please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be bothered. I mean, I, I get that. Now, look, I get that. We could do new carpet. You know, we could paint uh, a bedroom or whatever. You know, we, we try to accommodate people. So when do you think this property would be stabilized based on your game plan? Is that a year down the road, two years down the road? What are you thinking? So Bayou Palms is a, 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 a value play, meaning uh, we're doing significant renovations, about almost $2 million worth of renovations. It's going to take a couple of years. Are you paying distributions in that time period, or do you have to carve no. those out for a while? No. We're, so every time we make uh, one of these apartments uh, new with all the upgrades, uh, we, we obviously, we rent those at our new market rent, which, you know, we had figured out before we bought the place. And as those apartments start renting at the newer market rent, the property makes more and more money. And then once it makes enough, then we can start making those distributions. Uh, oh, and at the same time, uh, you know, whenever you take over a property, there's already always people there who you know, don't necessarily belong there. They're not, they're not adhering to the, to the lease. Uh, they're not paying, they're not behaving. And so you usually, uh, you have to work your way through those. And so your occupancy will typically take a dip, uh, as we did, we're about 10% down from the previous owner. And so you need to regain that also. So it's a process It takes a while, but you know, when you get there, it's worth it. 
Yeah, but you, you've got a roadmap that you've already laid out, so it's just a matter of following that roadmap and then making adjustments as you go, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 pretty much all dialed in. Now you, you just you just got to get on the horse and ride it, right? That's what I do every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're doing a great job. So real quick, we're getting ready to end the show, but I want to hear about your vacation plans. You're getting ready to leave the country here. Tell me where you're going and how long you're going to be there. Well, my wife is from Thailand, my, my new wife, uh, as of what, five years or so. We're going to visit her family in Thailand. Again, we, we were there a couple of years ago. We're going back in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll uh, fly into Bangkok, go into Konken, and hang out for a month. A month? Yeah. Because you can, right? Because I can. And I have set up my business so that I can continue to run my business even when I'm out of the country. Now, I know that sounds sad. I'm taking my work with me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you're the guy in control of this entire process. You're the guy that makes the decisions. You're the guy that has to ask himself for time off. I think you've created a beautiful life for yourself, Steve. And I want to thank you for being on today's show. And if you want to do what Steve is doing, you want to do what I'm doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.